This is Holly. And Daniel. And this is Halfway Saints. You're listening to Halfway Saints. That was close. What? It's the you've same. Said, you've this said, is Halfway Saints. You've said, and you're listening to Halfway Saints for every other episode. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's the same to me. Same I to everyone else. I know. You don't care about words. I'm the only one here who cares about words. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'll tell you that for real. It shows. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Holly's gonna be slurping and snorting no. and sniffing pretty much the whole time. So I promise I'm not. I'm gonna try not to, but I do have a little bit of a cold. But this is way better than it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I, don't see that. I was literally like Kleenexes. I had to just have a Kleenex to my nose the whole time, or else. Snot was just pouring What I do out. is I have a, it's basically a cup that wraps around your nose <laughs> oh and you gosh. collect it. Ew, that's gross. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I apologize for my gross sniffles or my nasally voice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Hey. I didn't say anything. You laughed at me. Because it was a funny thing. Okay. To apologize for your grossness. <laughs> well, it's necessary. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but we're back again. We are. We made it back. Um. Uh, yeah. We're. I don't. I didn't really get sick. I had a sore throat at the beginning of the week. Yeah, you probably gave it to us. Yeah. I never got sick. I know, but you're just the carrier. But I got a sore throat. You didn't have a sore so throat. You, but you got the least of the symptoms. I feel like it's either get a sore throat or you don't. It's not like I didn't get, you get a, sore a sore throat, throat and a cough. And so maybe it's something different. But All Jack right. got it first. Well, he got the like snottiness first, and then I caught that. Mm-hmm. And then now we're both snotty. Yeah, the two of them. There's like, we have to buy a new tissue. Like two, you've gone through like two boxes of tissues. Two boxes of tissues and one of those travel tissue boxes yeah. of eight. The good thing about Jack though is when it gets low enough, he just sucks into his oh mouth. Oh my gosh! So stop! Of... That's gross. Nobody wants to hear that. That's what, that's what he does. <laughs> disgusting hey it's it's efficient (laughs) (laughs) we're sorry everyone parents i've had to live in a sea of snot all weekend so yeah so you're a little um what is it when you're you don't have desensitized desensitized Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you don't have nerves (laughs) (laughs) you it's yeah you You would have have no sensitivity right right yeah, but um, we had an especially good day today. Mm-hmm. We had a good, we had a big, kind of a big weekend. It well, was. for Jack. Yeah, we are transitioning Jack, one, <laughs> into, <laughs> into his new room mm-hmm. to make way for the new baby. Yeah, he's sleeping in it now, and everything's gone well so far, so. Yes. He did cry for a little bit longer than normal tonight, but it's all right. Then he went down. Mm-hmm. No, then you had to check on him once. No. Nope. And we're transitioning him to um, only one nap, mm-hmm. which was a little bit of an which adventure. Which is kind of like, he's taken his afternoon nap each day this weekend, but it yes. hasn't been as long as it should be to only have one nap, but we're right. still... But he's j- still, he, besides tonight, he was a little grumpy tonight, but mm-hmm. I think that was, he has a something on, on his back that itches really bad. I think it was because of that. But um, he hasn't been grumpy in the afternoons. <laughs> Sorry, he has like dry skin. He doesn't have like an animal. Like, <laughs> like some a raccoon has taken up a nest on his back and it's been itching him. I don't know what it is though. If it's like I a rash it's just or just skin. eczema or something. Maybe. I don't know. 
We put Aquaphor on it. <laughs> Solves Good. everything. Okay, everyone, everyone was really worried, and then you lose their fears. <laughs> but, um... We also, Jack got his first haircut this weekend. Oh my ever. gosh, He ever. had long... Gnarly long, hair. Yeah, it wasn't... It was cute a while ago, because it would curl. It was cute, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, but then it stopped curling, and it just became, like, a mullet, mullet and some, like... Real, like really long bangs that would just like blow all over the place. And they were like um, scraggly at the end. Yeah. I don't know why. Because <laughs> they were like four inches long. Yeah, it was way too long. Anyway, we so let we, it go for way so, too long. So yeah, Jack did a lot of growing up. Got, went to his new room, got a new haircut. You know, I didn't think about that. He went through a lot this weekend. He did. He's been pretty good, all things considered. He's been great. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. But we, so we celebrated our eventful weekend tonight with dinner with a dinner of chicken and waffles which if you've never oh, had it yeah. <laughs> if you've never had it i guess not anyone eats it for dinner that's the weird <laughs> part but having it for breakfast it's really good because the um and we got some real maple syrup for christmas oh yeah like like it's real 100 percent. Yeah, it's from ohio though okay <laughs> <laughs> um still great but it's so much better than fake syrup yeah and it's thin it's, it's like, really thin yeah. it's like water it, it is delicious sugar water <laughs> super sugary water <laughs> so we had a really good dinner yeah and from me like i do not like mixing weird foods mm-hmm. especially like i don't what would be something comparable that i don't like <laughs> <laughs> like with the savory and the sweet um i don't know i've gotten you to like no. Switch. Je- like jelly and sausage biscuit. Oh. Grape jelly on your Bojangle sausage biscuit. That's Is dis- that what you're implying? Yeah, that's disgusting to me. Like um, that kind of thing. What about bacon and Brussels sprouts? No, it's not the same because that's a vegetable. It's not like sweet. Yeah, but the bacon's kind of sweet. No, it's like kind of sweet. It's, it's like not sweet the same. And salty. It's not the same thing. All right. Anyway, I don't like stuff like that at all. And Dana was like, we should try chicken and waffles. Like, I really think you'll like it and so i was like okay i'll eat the chicken first and then mm. i'll eat my waffle second it'll be like this side dinner but no he made me eat it together yeah, and it is put so the syrup good and the butter and the waffle and the chicken together holly's all making on, all in one fork yeah <laughs> so you put the chicken on first then you put the waffle on and then you dip it in the syrup all together and it's it's really it's delicious good. yeah it's so. like a perfect i don't know what it is it's <laughs> like a perfect thing <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's really good. I think that's what we're trying to say. But um, we don't make our own fried chicken. We have to get it from somewhere else. Tell them that. What? We didn't make the maple syrup. Yeah, for the chicken. With the waffles we made. <laughs> we made the waffles. Um, but it was good. Chicken. It was it was so good that we, and so uh, rich and filling, we collectively decided to forego dessert. Oh, collectively. It's turning into collectively now. What? I had to convince you not to eat I your said, ice cream. I said, do you want some ice cream? And you said, I don't know if we should after that dinner. And I said, you're right. No. <laughs> you said, okay, well, if I go get ice cream, that means that you can't have it. <laughs> I said, I don't think that you should have well, ice had, cream. I had carrots instead. Which is good. See? Yeah, I'm helping you live up to your New Year's resolution. My, like, rough New Year's resolution. Yeah. Which the chicken and waffles kind of counteracted. <laughs> What well, made it a better, better choice? Right, but hey, Lent is coming early. It's oh like a month gosh, away, a month so we away. need to get in all our what are, what fats <laughs> for Fat Tuesday. We're having Fat January <laughs> <laughs> the whole month. Yeah, I know. 
our uh, baby is due like right around Ash Wednesday, mm. like really close to it. Yeah, I'll have to make sure he gets ash right on his head if he's born on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> it's the second he comes out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but yeah. it was. But yeah, but Lent's, I think Ash Wednesday is February 10th. Yeah, I'm due February 12th. February 12th. (laughs) February. (laughs) Probably never heard of it. It's a special (laughs) month. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so a lot of big things in store, a lot of things to celebrate, but it's good. Oh, sorry. You did it again. I know. It's gross. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, But yeah, so we would, um, on a personal note, would really appreciate your pair. Your <laughs> if you could pears? if you could send us some pears, that'd be great. No, if you we would appreciate your prayers for us. Is um, it's getting close to the due date, and Holly kind of has a feeling it might be earlier than the due date. Which I thought last time, but this time, like for real. And this time, it seems like things are going that. So just prayers for us that we have calm and can trust in the Lord, and that everything's gonna work out, work out okay. Yeah. 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 Um, um, or pears, if you want. <laughs> Jack loves pears. So pears are always them, welcome. Send them along. But today we also got to celebrate, like kind of, our friend's bat- baby's baptism. Yeah, they had um, a baptism during Mass mm-hmm. today. And, and it's, it's the feast of the baptism of our Lord. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like, I think they was, did. Okay. Yeah. Well, because Pope Francis baptized babies today. Oh, I don't know if it was, it may have been outside of Mass, because there's like 26 babies, so. Wow. You know how he does it? (laughs) 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 Baptizing all the babies. Lasers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But so, yeah, um, we had a baptism, and it was a feast of baptism, and um, our... The priest today, in his homily, talked about our baptismal identities and, like, what that means to be um, kind of given... Sorry. Right. Holly was just, like, searching around. <laughs> What's the matter? Um, the baby was kicking hard, and so I was trying to lean back so it was more comfortable, and then I looked around for a pillow in case there was one within arm's reach, which there's not. So it's okay. Move on. Anyway. <laughs> um, the priest this morning was, uh, in his homily, talked about our baptismal identity and how we, through baptism, become adopted sons and daughters of God. And... Um, he just kept going back to, like, this is um, our identity. We, like, become this through baptism. Um, and it, I don't know, and it, combined with some other things that have been, like, floating around my head lately, it just struck me at the idea, the uh, juxtaposition. Oh, good word. It's my favorite word. <laughs> I always feel like it's a, a made-up word. No. Nah. No, anyway, of, like, the kind of, like, trite cliche like oh we are all temples of the holy spirit you know Mm. with the reality of like no we actually are all temples of the holy spirit that you know we receive the indwelling of the holy spirit at baptism and in confirmation and in the eucharist i mean we don't it's a different way through the we are able to receive the eucharist through the working of the holy spirit we don't receive yeah. the Holy Spirit like we do at baptism or confirmation. No, we don't. But I was just... I was talking specifically about, like, the indwelling of the Spirit. I get it. Yeah. In a different sense. We could, <laughs> you could be thought of as a temple of... Yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, it's That just got me... It kind of... That thought connected with a lot of other thoughts I've had recently... Um, a lot of those coming from reading more about St. Jose Maria Escriva. 
I've begun to worry that it's actually Escriva and not Escriva. So I'm just going to say San Jose Maria for the rest of podcast. Well, what makes you think it think it's one or the other? I heard someone pronounce it the other way. Oh, I don't hear many people say it, so I don't I know. No, that's like some words. I don't. I only have seen them written, so I've been afraid to pronounce them. <laughs> it's terrible. You can't try out your new word because no. you don't know how to pronounce it. You need to go to one of those websites. Or you can hear people. Yeah, but I always, it. I always think of that like at work. I'm like, I'm not gonna play this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just listening to some pronunciations. Juxtaposition. I don't, <laughs> I don't say that word. I find like, I don't know what the little words mean. You know, oh, the little like, like umlauts oh, and not umlauts, but like the pronunciation. Yeah. It's like a backward sigma kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that means. Um, anywho, what was I talking about? Jose Maria. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and San Jose Maria, he's the founder of Opus Dei, and his big thing is um, kind of everyday holiness, that everyone is called to be holy in their lives where they are. Um, in the book I'm reading, it's sort of like the first part talks about like the history surrounding his life and the kind of like what the situation was and what he was seeing and how that impacted his spirituality. And um, he saw that people there was a falling away in the early church. All Christians kind of knew they're called this heroic holiness. It's like, yes, we're Christians. Mm. This is what we're going to be. We need to be heroic. I like and, that phrase a lot. Does yeah. he use that or did you just make that I don't up? know, but it fits. So I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> I like it. Heroic holiness. Um, and that like at some point. That should be the title of our podcast. <laughs> now you blew it. Oh, Let sorry. the cat out of the bag. No, they'll see As if they didn't know. I know, I know. Okay. I know. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting. Um, but that at some point, people kind of got it in their heads that, like, that kind of heroic holiness was for priests or religious, and that average, mm. the average lay person would kind of, like, squeak by, like, um, sorry. That was me. Holly just... <laughs> I just <laughs> drove to the computer yeah. with my foot. She had her foot on top of the computer tower and then let it slowly <laughs> rub down the side of it. And she acted like nothing was happening. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to distract so much. I know. I don't, she's I mad. I really am not meaning to. Because it wasn't her topic, so she's going to sabotage mine. I'm not No, I'm not. Um, anyway, at some point in time, lay people got it into their heads that like that sort of heroic holiness wasn't their purview they're just they're gonna believe in jesus kind of like live an okay life like get their foot in the door in purgatory and just get into heaven that way that this kind of like um saint like the canonized saints like that kind of holiness isn't for us that we're just kind of gonna muddle through we'll get in Mm -hmm. you know kind of get swept in with everyone else what uh saint jose maria wanted to do was to inspire people like no you in your everyday life wherever you are you're called to holiness it, like real actual holiness not just kind of like oh yeah just doing what you know just scraping by um and i think it's really cool because it's kind of a not a reinterpretation but like um a different view on the um notion that you hear a lot in a lot of like evangelism and like um kind of early evangelical like ministries that like Jesus wants to meet you where you are. Yeah. Like you hear that repeated a lot. It's kind of like a very basic. He loves you where you're at. Right. To get people in, like to start a conversation about Jesus. And I like how St. Jose Maria is really like, he wants to make you holy where you are. Mm-hmm. Like wherever that is, that's where you need to start your path to holiness. Right. And like, 
I don't know. In my head, I just have noticed there's this, um, there's a difference between like sort of average being like a good Catholic or a good Christian. <laughs> Christian. <laughs> oh my gosh. Daniel messed up. <laughs> uh, there's a difference between just like living a good, oh my gosh. We'll pause while Holly laughs no, at me. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Just had a rebel. she holds her belly and laughs yeah. like a... A bowl full of jelly. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Honey, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, but there's a difference between this kind of like... Oh, boy. No, go it's, on. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference between kind of just desiring salvation and wanting to kind of make it to heaven and wanting to be heroic and, like, really do something. And before I go any further, I should kind of a disclaimer, like, whatever we have, whatever is in store, in store for us, only God knows that. And he's going to, you know, we can only serve him. And that takes different paths for different people. Um, so, like, I might be called to just kind of not muddle through it, but, like, live an ordinary life. But, it's what what you're capable of it as well. Right. You know. But it just dawned on me, like, do I really desire to have that kind of heroic holiness? Like, even in my everyday life, am I, do I want to, do I want that heroic part of it? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think it can also reflect, like, well, how much am I really going to give myself to this, mm-hmm. to God? So how much am I, how much do I really love him? You know? Yeah. Like the question, that's what it all boils down to. Like, well, do you love him enough to like literally shout it from the rooftops that he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you and that he's the greatest thing ever? (laughs) (laughs) I just was like, well, he doesn't happen to you. Like he, he created you. So he's been there since the beginning. But like to literally do that and to to live this heroic holiness has to come from a like a profound love mm-hmm. for um the lord and um if you're not really if you're kind of making little like excuses or uh, avoiding it or anything you're you're not loving him fully you're holding on to things of yourself and things of this world mm-hmm. And you're not really sacrificing those things. You're not giving yourself wholly. Right. Did I just say that? Uh, said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Glad you're listening. <laughs> I was listening, but I'm trying to follow it, so I'm not. But you can't give. You're not giving yourself completely to him, because you're holding yourself back. Right. So it involves a total gift of self and a total completely. openness. Yeah. Right. And. It, and being in communion with him in a complete sense. Mm-hmm. We're always barred with sin. Right. It's, we'll always be there. But. So so what you're saying is to to be open to experiencing that kind of, like, heroicness. Mm-hmm. Heroism. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a Christian sense, you have to, you have to be open to it. Like, it's not just going to happen to you, necessarily. No, yeah. You, and you also, you have to seek it. You do. Yeah. Why do you sound disappointed? <laughs> I was just, no, I was thinking of, I thought you were going a different way with it. No. 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 Nah. It's okay. Um, so, yeah, so a question I've been asking 
kind of myself lately is do I believe I can be, I can achieve this heroic holiness or am I content with kind of the safe mundane keep my hand you know kind of just just gonna do my job plow through kind of holiness which I don't know, just what I what I hear often as you know a married person as a father I just kind of hear repeat it and then people aren't wrong but it's just like in the married vocation like it's sort of like you just you just stay at home like your home life like this is your path to holiness this is how you achieve it and I'm not saying that that's incorrect but I'm saying there are also lots of um, married people who have a, their vocation is their family but they also achieve these heroic things like Scott Hahn yeah you know but also like um, Saint Gianna right who like we look on now as this like very very brave heroic woman who would not put her own life ahead the head of the life of her child you know so there's like I don't know like do I want that extra or am I happy just kind of like you know raising a lot of children bringing them up as Christians, do I really want that kind of next step? Yeah, I think that... And again, sorry. Whether or not that happens is not up to me. That's up to the Lord. But right. am I ready for that when, if that happens? If I'm okay, called to that. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Like, some people, that is what they are called to. Right. Is to just raise a large family or or a small family, mm-hmm. too. Um, and to use that family and use their marriage to glorify the Lord. But I think one thing that you've been reacting to and that I've been reacting to a lot has been what Father Peter keeps bringing up in the Lanky Guys mm-hmm. in the past three episodes since both of us just plowed. Which I listened to like all three because I was falling behind. I know. So was I. And so we we literally, both of us independently of each other, listened to three episodes of <laughs> the Lanky Guys in one weekend, which is a lot for us. Um, but he mentions multiple times that um, like... Are we literally, like, there's a verse that he mentions, which I can't remember what it is, but it's like, in all things, do them for the glory of God. Or do them in the name of the Lord. It's one of the Psalms, maybe. He's like, do we really, like, go to work in the name of the Lord? Like, I'm making this meal in the name of the Lord. Right. I'm listening to the radio in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, small, small, small things. Are we literally giving every single aspect of ourselves to the Lord? And so it doesn't, where... It might not look the same in everybody's lives because we are all different and we're called to different things. Just doing everything for the glory of the Lord um, is a heroic holiness. And mm-hmm. it um, also will transform you. Yeah. And because it's been a wake up call to me, like, definitely not. Like, to most of those questions, I'm like, nope, no, nope, no, yeah, no. Nope. Am I willing to, like, lose my home? Like, be a refugee like right like am i willing to endure that like if someone asked me that now i'd say no i don't want that you know and not that people would um that people who are refugees wanted that or asked for that but like it, you know i would very much be afraid of that right like, i don't want that at all mm-hmm. i know and sometimes i remember i've talked about it before whenever i used to um have such fear of you dying I had because of all the exciting dangerous things because <laughs> you were driving home <laughs> <in a bed. laughs> but um when I was in that and being so fearful of your death um and not trusting the Lord I didn't I really did not 
I was in a pickle because I didn't, this was not healthy for me to be so fearful of you dying. But then I did not want to give it to the Lord because if I gave it to the Lord, what if it happened? He might (laughs) let you die. And I gave it to him and it's like, and I held on to it for a long time and I dealt with it for a long time and I just had to let it go. But like, it was really hard because he could literally do whatever I want or whatever he wants, which could be the exact opposite of what I want. And I, it's like, I love you a lot. I didn't (laughs) want to lose you. Um, but yeah, like what, what happens when God's like, all right, time to cash in your chips. Like, I know. like you've, you know, and he, he says it to Peter in the gospels and Peter's like, nope, (laughs) no, thank you. (laughs) Luckily, um, you know, God is infinitely merciful and Jesus comes back to Peter and he's able to kind of restore that relationship and recommit himself to the Lord. But and mercy is always there. Right. But yeah, when push comes to shove, like, is my soul well trained enough to be like, yes, or is there going to be hesitation? Is it going to be a struggle? Is it, you yeah. know, is it going to take months and months for you to, or, or will I initially say no, you know? Yeah. I know. It's just hard because for a lot of things, I know that I would say no. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, like, we should be, uh, We've on the podcast about death, we should not be afraid to die. Right. But, you know, if I'm put in a situation where my life is at risk, odds are I will be very much afraid to die, you yeah. know? So it's just thinking in terms of, do I, am I willing to kind of put my money where my mouth is? Right. Yeah. And so what do you... What do you do with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, you can't be prepared for every single situation mm-hmm. beforehand because you don't like, know. Like, but you just have to open yourself up to the Lord. Yeah. And some uh, a quote that keeps coming back to me is from um, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. He says, I forget where he says, I should look it up because probably the whole thing is good. But he says, the world will promise you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. Yeah. And, like, just thinking, um, like, with a new baby coming, like, things, we're kind of, we're kind of okay. Like, yeah, having a new baby, like, everything's ready. We're able to buy all the things we need. It's not, we're not going to be sust- substantially burdened by having this new baby. Like, I don't know. I'm just feeling, like, kind of comfortable, and I don't know if I should be okay with that. Does that make yeah. any sense at all? Yeah. Because I feel the same. We're in the same boat. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm also kind of, like, really hesitant because I'm like, I definitely should not feel this comfortable and I'm about to get hit with something really bad. Yeah. I'm just not going to be aware. But even just, I was thinking more along lines of, like, you know, it's fine. We have two rooms. One of the baby, you know, there'll be a nursery and a room for Jack. Mm-hmm. There'll be a nursery for the new baby and a room for Jack because everyone's got enough rooms. Like We have three bedrooms. We have three. <laughs> One <laughs> for us, too. <laughs> Um, and it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm taking a leap, having, you know, another baby. We're going to grow our family. I question like, am I saying that because it's easy? Yeah. Or like, you know, further down the line, if we have more kids than bedrooms, like, am I going to be as, am I going to make that choice as easily? I, I would like to say, I'd say, you know, I would make that choice. I would, you know, be open to the Lord and to life. But I would be uh, just much less comfortable. Like, I wouldn't say no, but I would be like, okay, this is a lot to handle. Yeah, and I think that's where... Because, too, 
don't quote me on this in two months, but <laughs> two is not nearly as hard as like four. It doesn't take nearly as much of ourselves. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I only have one. <laughs> right. We only have one right now. But that's, yeah. So that's just been something that's kind of like rattling around in my brain. Like we're, we took this step to have another child and it's comfortable. I guess that's the question I keep coming back to. Like, do I desire comfortable Christianity or do I really want something more? Yeah. Because I think that it's in our culture and in just every everywhere, comfortable is what you do. You do not push yourself past the level of comfort. And that's always, when I, growing up, like, it was always, like, if it's hard, then just don't do it. Like, what's the, why bother with it? It's not, you know, it's just not something that you trouble yourself with, and right. what's the point? But I think that um, what I was coming up with when dealing with this, like, should we be comfortable? It's like, when we earnestly seek, seek God's will, it is hard, and it is uncomfortable. But once we reach a place where we are aligning our will to the Lord's, like, getting closer to that, it should become easier, right? So, like, because we're happy with doing the Lord's will. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's, I think happiness is not a, because I I think you can be content and know you're doing the Lord's will and even kind of have your fear diminished but it'd still be uncomfortable like jesus was doing god's will through the crucifixion but it was by no means comfortable and, and i was, don't think that we are going to be comfortable with this new saying, baby. like you it seemed like you're saying like well when you're doing the lord's will all is well and it i think it's i don't it, mean to sound like that yeah that's not the point that i mean to make right but that well what is your point then shouldn't it like, the feeling of comfortableness, I don't know. I think comfort and, like, contentment, fulfill, like, these are all different categories. Like, you could feel joy and and be kind of, like, I think when something sad is happening, or, like, you're going through a tough time, um, or we were, like, more having an argument and one of us... Uh, misspeaks or says a word wrong and we just laugh and there's like this it could be an uncomfortable situation when you have joy within it right or even like you know at a funeral or something or something funny happens like you just have to like laugh at it and like you could still have joy in that situation yeah or that's no that's not a good analogy i'm thinking i think the crucifixion is a good a good thing christ is doing something good like for the the good of all the world um, and doing God's will in the you know most complete way possible but it was not joyful it was not comforting does that make sense it was not comforting but I think it was joyful right so that's what I'm saying is like you he didn't come to he wasn't just like oh I'm doing the Lord's will it's fine no and it seemed like that's where you were going when you said, like, if you're doing doing the Lord's will, wouldn't you be content even though it's... Yeah, maybe it's joy that I'm looking at instead of comfort. Mm-hmm. Because even if you are uncomfortable, like, if you're in the slums of India, but you, like, know that you're doing the Lord's will, mm-hmm. you're still uncomfortable because you would much rather be in a fancy hotel room or something, mm-hmm. you know. 
but you could be joyful right. knowing that you're doing the Lord's will. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I, I think the name it. of the game today is comfort. <laughs> yeah, not joy. Because it is, you can be comfortable and not, and not feel joy. Like, I'm, there are plenty of people who have lots of money and who are not content. That is for sure. It's very sad. So you, they should give all their money to us. <laughs> <laughs> I've been daydreaming a lot if we won the lottery. Oh, I had yeah. dreams last night about it. The up to $1.3 billion. Are you serious? Is. Yeah, because no one won this weekend. They didn't? Oh, a friend of mine uh, won $4. Four whole bucks. <laughs> um, but if we won it, what we would do and what house we would buy. And no. I know. It's I told Holly I would not work ever again. Yeah, I was going to have him work. No, if I not work, okay. We I was gonna open. We're gonna, we gonna hobbies, hire people but I'm not, yeah. to do the jobs that we want to. We wanted to have a retreat center for families over here, and we wanted to have a coffee shop over here. But we just sit in our house and raise our kids and homeschool them <laughs> together while we hire people to run the retreat center and the coffee shop. <laughs> so it's kind of like we don't actually own either one of them. No, because they're our vision, oh, okay. and we have to manage. Oh, okay. A little bit. Um, anyway, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to get off of that it's okay. tangent. But um, yeah, we, yeah. So should we be comfortable ever? <laughs> Sorry, just derailed a lot, didn't I? <laughs> okay. Should we feel comfortable ever in heaven? Uh, obviously, I mean, on <laughs> earth. You can't. I know, cop out. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I... You should always be challenged. You should never, like, but you should also be at peace at some <laughs> I think kind of what I'm, the conclusion I'm coming toward, and not it's not fully formed, but is that we ought to be prepared. We ought to rejoice when the Lord blesses us with comfort, but we ought to be prepared to give it all up immediately. It's kind of like the... Um, okay. The Mercedarians, the order who runs our parish, um, we were at dinner one night with um, with our friend who's used to be the used to be a priest at our parish. She's now uh, in Rome, um, and they were talking about the the Mercedarian fourth vow, which is to give their life for someone who is in danger of losing their faith. Um, and our friend was talking about how everything like. Everything in the parish, everything the order owns, they would sell that if it meant getting someone out of slavery. So they almost buy things for the parish and stuff like as investments that they can like later sell. I don't think it was like in no, that. But you like, can look at it like terms. that. But see, they said all of these, um, all of these blessings we have, we'd be willing to give them up immediately mm-hmm. to kind of fulfill our mission. Because they order's were mission. The order was founded with with the intent to like pay ransoms to for ransom. Christians, Christians who are enslaved right. in the 13th century. Right. And so that's kind of been reinterpreted interpreted through the centuries as that. But yeah. to pay ransom, you would they would sell everything in the rectory or the parish right. or whatever. So just that kind of like enjoying the blessings that you have, but being willing, not being attached to them. Kind of understanding that everything is a gift. Yes. And that, I forget where it was, but like... Some there was some homily or something I read that gratitude leads to generosity. So like, being grateful for something helps you to be less uh, attached to it. Right. Because if you if you approach everything with gratitude, like thank you Lord for this paycheck, thank you Lord for this house, like 
knowing that it's a gift from God, when it's time to give it up, you're like, okay, thank you. Thank it's you not for mine letting... to start with. Right. Yeah. And that's what our life is. It's mm-hmm. not ours to start with. Right. Huh. huh. <laughs> so we can give it up at any time for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, but it's like, are we really going to... And I, I've mentioned this before, but at um, Archbishop Chaput, in one of his homilies, we're at a mass we were at, said like, if we, something along the lines, if we actually believe what we said we believed, our lives would be so much different. Yeah. And, and like, he was saying, like, even specifically in reference to the, the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. he was like, we say this boldly. And that's why they say, we dare to say mm-hmm. our Father. And, um... Like, what is it with the forgiveness? Forgive us as we forgive others. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. In, our, in the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive we, those who trespass yeah, against so us. Yeah, so forgive us as we forgive others. So, like, if we don't do a good <laughs> yeah, job. That's a possible paraphrase of that. <laughs> yes, but as we forgive us as we forgive others like based on the way that we forgive others right. forgive us that's mm-hmm. the point that i'm making okay i got it um that if we were if we were like really serious with that we would be forgiving people a lot more right freely. we would not even think about holding, holding grudges grudge. yeah ever. yeah so like we just yeah if we were if we believed in what we said we believed as boldly as those claims are our lives would look a lot different our mm-hmm. world would look a lot different yeah yeah, if, if every Christian, everyone who professes faith in Jesus, like, really lives like that matters, or lives like that's truly. And I'm not saying it's, we, you know, fail in that as well. But, like, if we had that desire, if we really tried to live that way, to kind of just be heroic and say, I am going to live my life for the Lord. And not to be, and again, we're not all going to be called to be missionaries or, you know, start these ministries that touch, you know, millions of lives, but we kind of need to be ready. Like we're kind of in the reserves. Yeah. And we also need to be ready to accept, you know, the Lord might say, you're going to have a mundane life. You're going to stay in this one city, you know, for 50 years and you're just going to affect your neighbors or Mm -hmm. maybe one neighbor. There's this person lives down the street. Eventually you guys are going to meet and you're going to be good for one another. Mm -hmm. Like we have to just be willing to accept that. Or you have, like, one child who goes on to do this, like, amazing thing. Right. And it's because of your yes saying to that one, or to birthing that one child, <laughs> to um, make that impact in the world. Yeah, having to marry. One uh, child. Know, just one. Perfect child. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the birthing lottery, as Holly <laughs> likes to say. What? <laughs> just... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, so that's been... uh, side note. I've never said that. <laughs> I know that's why it's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my my prayer lately and is going to continue to be like for God to grant me the grace to desire heroic holiness and actual holiness, not like a kind of nice, calm, put it in a box holiness. Like you know, not the Joel kind of... Osteen. No, not even that. I'm thinking like. I need to prepare, be prepared to let go of, um, like if, if God is telling me, you know, you thought you were going to 
just be a father and just raise your kids and love your wife and that's your path to holiness here's actually your path for holiness you're gonna have to leave your home you're gonna have to do this like mm -hmm. i need to be prepared to accept that yeah and my face would be like what you not leaving and also to desire kind of that heroic um heroic holiness i heard somewhere a while ago that like like the early church, the idea of praying um, that we not be led into temptation in the Lord's Prayer. It may not have been the early church, but at some point in the church, people would have, been, like, would have found that odd. Like, no, I want to be tempted so I can conquer it. Oh, wow. Like, just desiring that really heroicness. And to really seek to make yourself into who God wants you to be mm -hmm. by any means necessary. Yeah. And to just really attuning yourself to the Lord to hear his call, like, uh, truthfully mm -hmm. and not get muddled within your own aspirations and your own desires. Yeah. And on the same time, be kind of prepared and well-trained enough to when like a situation hits you, your, you react. Your first correct. reaction is the right, mm -hmm. is the Lord's. I know. It's I get tough. nervous about those things. <laughs> if I'm like hit with something unexpected, then I'm going to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. But then... Like it's, and none of the saints achieve, first of all, we don't, none of us, any human achieves anything except through the grace of God and, you know, the Holy Spirit working within us and being mm -hmm. open to, to the Lord. Um, but none of the saints are able to do anything without really strong prayer lives. Right. And like, it's one of those stupid things that like you, I, well, I'll say it. One of the stupid things that I always like come to the conclusion of like, Oh, you know why these people like receive visions and like are able to do things because they pray every day and yeah. they pray fervently and intentionally and like they they have a real working relationship, like a living actual relationship with the Lord, and that's how you're able to see these things and how they're able to um, have their very small lives lifted into something something great. Mm -hmm. Just by prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so if you have any, if you have any differing opinions, um, please feel free to let us know or any feedback, or if you want to tell us how great we are and how right we are, you can do that too. Um, but if you have any feedback, feel free to email us at uh, halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. That's right. Mm -hmm. And from this point on, we're putting everyone on baby watch. So if we... Oh, right. If we might miss a couple weeks. Yeah. So just know that. Again, keep us in our in your prayers. Mm -hmm. um, we have five more weeks, so we should be fine. This week it's four. Okay, we have <laughs> four more weeks. <laughs> Things are getting a little serious around here. Um, but yeah, so again, pray for us. We're praying for you. Mm -hmm. um, have a wonderful week. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.